The family-owned business enterprise is the dominant form of business in the United States. Estimates, according to the U.S. Bureau of the Census, are that 85% of all companies are either owned or controlled by family members. Now, this runs as a surprise to many of us when we think about the business sector really being staffed with large publicly traded companies. In fact, many of those large publicly traded companies were at one point family-owned businesses, companies like Walmart. When we think about, though, these family-owned businesses, we recognize that they perform well. In fact, some studies tend to tell us that the family-owned enterprises, when compared to similar non-family-owned enterprises, tend to outperform. Now, even though that's true, that in those comparisons they may outperform, there are some risks about family-owned businesses. Studies show that 90% of all family-owned businesses uh, do not transition into the third or fourth, fifth generation. This change then in the nature of the family-owned business and who runs it becomes an interesting question. How do we establish longevity in what is one of the dominant forms of businesses in the United States? And these are the types of questions. Questions asked from a financial standpoint, Questions asked from an operational and innovation standpoint. Questions asked from a learning and organization standpoint that we have come together as a set of Darden faculty to try to better understand and to share with readers like you. I'm Greg Fairchild. I'm a faculty member at the Darden School that during my entire journey, I've been very interested in how individuals create economic and value-based opportunities in the firms that they create. I'm an entrepreneurship professor, I'm a strategy professor, but more importantly, I'm very interested in that connection between the business and the community in which it is based. And so being drawn to those types of questions, family-owned businesses have always been a central discussion point, a central theme of what has driven my work. There are a broad group of faculty who have contributed to this white paper, And we as a group have recognized a set of themes that cross-cut across what you might call research or functional areas. And these are as follows. First of all, people first. The idea that family businesses that stand the test of time are pretty successful at being able to map out what skills family members bring to the table and where outsiders might need to be hired. Um, They're also pretty good about helping members who aren't part of the family feel engaged, feel like family. Finally, we find that uh, family-owned businesses become pretty good about managing, frankly, family issues. Uh, Questions that come up that are about the relationships between family members that have nothing to do with the business that, if not otherwise addressed, could in fact impede successful operation. One of the next things we think about when we think about ways that family-owned businesses sustain themselves is by keeping the end in mind. How will they develop the next generation of leaders for the firm? How will they think about members, again, that are in the family and perhaps outside the family that could be brought along to then one day work in the family-owned business? One of the oldest stories in America is that successful business owners find that after building their business, their children are not interested in continuing. 
And this becomes one of the challenges in sustaining businesses across generations. A third theme that we find as we look across firms is this idea of engaging in communication. Communication that builds trust, trust with members of the family who may own and control a business, but also trust with other stakeholders. Many family-owned businesses have a closeness to their employees and a closeness to the community. They live in the very communities in which these businesses operate. And so as a result, that closeness requires an engagement, an engagement that helps employees feel, I'm a part of the ownership here. I trust and feel a stake, but also a, recogni a recognition that the firm itself has a stake in the community in which it operates. Another theme that we take very seriously is the firm recognizing the importance of being able to innovate over time, and that that innovation across generations, across sectors, across locations, really involves thinking ahead of innovation, investing in innovation, but also being thoughtful about where that experimentation and that investment will come from, because it will often mean foregoing short-term gains. The companies that we have seen are very good about thinking about the people involved, the communication involved, thinking about the people for the next generation, but also the dollars and cents innovation, the R&D, that will continue the firm over time. Another theme that we've been able to recognize across the successful firms are an understanding that the building and sharing of the wealth, the assets, the resources, the value that is created is so important. This involves sharing with partners, certainly. This involves sharing with other members of the leadership team, for sure, and employees. But it also means thinking about ways that the company can actually share the actual wealth created by the firm across generations and across stakeholder groups. And so all of these ideas, thinking about people first and harnessing talent, developing the next generation, communicating, building trust so that you can engage members of the team in a sense of ownership, investing in innovations ahead of when you actually need to deploy them, and then building and sharing the wealth that is created by a firm, both economic wealth and non-economic wealth, with the stakeholders involved and explicitly family members across generations. These form the core of the types of learnings we've had about what matters in the world of successful transitions in family businesses. When we begin to peel the onion a little deeper, we start with the outside skin and there's some themes that we recognized. But now when we get into the depth and try to wrap in what's at the core of these questions. There are a certain set of things we recognize. Family businesses are powerful. They are a major sector of the economy. They have the stability and commitment for the long haul. We imagine that family-owned businesses are places where the founders envision firms that last and stand the test of time. That all being said, 
the reality of keeping family firms past a single generation is actually pretty difficult. I mean, just how difficult is it? If we were to look at family-owned businesses across generations through the fourth generation, we would find that only 3% last. In other words, over generations, the story is with each successive generation, the family business will not stand. Some of these are competitive pressures from the outside. But a lot of these are factors that come from within the firm, internal factors that can be managed. We find that they matter to a greater degree than most family-owned businesses think through, and that, in fact, these factors can, in fact, if they are thought through, be ones that the family can avoid and set the stage for a business that lasts over time. We can think of forms of capital in this regard. There are both people capital, family members and non-family members, who take on roles of members of the team, advisors, important network connections, and family-owned businesses need to be thoughtful about ways to engage, build trust, but provide value for both those within the business and across businesses that are connections. But we can also think about uh, capital as it relates to the actual financial products that underpin the growth and creation of this firm and how those financial products, those structures, in various ways create incentives and in some cases disincentives for the future. We can also imagine that there are investments, investments that may take from the present pool of funds, but really enable a pool of funds in the future. And by the very nature of this, these then are sustainability strategies. And so an awareness of these factors, internal factors, external factors, and having candid conversations with each other is how family-owned businesses continue and build the strength that stands the test of time. What will enable firms to succeed over time? Leading by example. Family members are so central in the discussion. How we engage family members, how we create a sense of fairness within family members and non-family members in a business. Creating an awareness about those things is so critical to the ability to providing sustenance, a sustainable approach for the business. Finances that are thoughtful about the future needs of the company. Ways that firms and families must ask themselves difficult questions about the legacy that certain people want to leave, both the financial legacy and the firm legacy, the value creation legacy, the community legacy. There in all of these desires are structures that can be created so that the personal goals of individual members of the family can be coupled with the financial goals of the firm. This becomes so important. And there are ways that shares, ownership stakes, amounts of debt, all of these things then become considerations in which we create financial mechanisms to make our desires a reality. 
Next, these firms need to be agile. They need to build structures at a balance sheet and income statement level, but also in a mindset in terms of the things they would invest in, in their research and development, their IT systems, the, the firms they choose to partner with, that keep in mind the need to continually reinvent oneself. Because even if for the firm that's fixed the things internal, let us not forget that there are external competing firms and factors that may undercut those activities. Keeping in mind a long-term mindset. The family needs to be brought in, engaged, understand legacy and mission. But keeping in mind that there needs to be a core set of individuals that focus on the long-term strength of the firm and are doing so in a way that's consistent with what key stakeholders would like to see happen. This isn't easy, but it's the type of challenge and the type of focus that will bring out the best in family-owned businesses. Some of our case studies actually provide more insight into on the ground how these best practices are actually developed and deployed. Family-owned businesses are a key sector of the U.S. economy. In fact, some would go as far as to say lifeblood of the U.S. economy. More than eight out of every ten firms are family-controlled or family-owned. And if we were to look at the gross domestic product, the GDP and employment, more than half of that employment comes from the family-owned business sector. Family-owned businesses have within them a soul. They are a source of pride. People know them. They're the firms that put the uniforms on the Little League. They're the firms that pay for the Girl Scout cookies. They're the people you see in the grocery store. And these firms then are places that people have connections to. They're also part of individual family stories. And they cut across and build across generations. That all being said, we know that it's very difficult for family-owned businesses to last across multiple generations. And that with each generation, the likelihood of sustenance and sustaining activity goes down. To the turn that only three out of every 100 will last into the fourth generation. This challenge really is due to both internal and external factors. Some of the internal factors are that members of the family have personal conflicts, have not been focused on succession in an explicitly and thoughtful way. Perhaps the firm fails to innovate and make proper innovation investments, or perhaps the right financial structures aren't in place to help the firm grow. What we've tried to do with this research project is bring together the types of knowledge from many different standpoints to help family-owned businesses build the type of multi-generational human capital, financial capital, technological capital that lead to a long-term, nimble, and adaptive approach given today's global competitive marketplace.